Well, hello and welcome into yet another episode of Just Saying Sports. My name is Jake Adnip. Here with Sean Dwyer. How you doing, my friend? How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. We are recording a bit earlier than normal on this beautiful day. But this is episode number 62 of Just Saying Sports. Uh, we're going to break down our NFL preview into two episodes. Um, today is going to be the start of uh, that. We are going to do the AFC, the American Football Conference, to begin with. Uh, we're going to go down division by division like we have um, so graciously on this podcast before with just about every other sport uh, to end, to begin the season, kind of give you our predictions and our rundowns for each division and how we think stuff's going to shake out, um, you know, kind of break down each team as we look ahead into the season and uh, give you guys our thoughts on each one of the 32 NFL teams before everything gets started. Um, I mean, we talk about football all the time, Sean. College football starts here um, this week. Uh, NFL here is very, very close. Uh, we, we got a lot to talk about, a lot to do. Lots mm-hmm. of lot to watch, but uh, I mean, I know the answer to this question, but I'm just going to ask you anyways because I always I always start off with something dumb. Um, which which season are you more excited for this year, college or pro? Uh, college, personally. I knew that answer, but <laughs> yeah, there's so many more storylines that go on with a hundred something teams versus thirty two. Um, also a lot more drama, you know, fan bases are a lot more into it than NFL teams. So that's what you'd like to think. I just, I, I've, I've, I had to come to the realization that we just weren't, we were not raised in an NFL town. No, we weren't not even close. Yeah. For, from, from the lions being who they are. I mean, yeah, people go out and they'll do everything, but it's not the same as a lot of places. No. And I understand that, but that's part of why I said it was personal. I mean, lions didn't really give us, our generation of kids a lot to really cheer about about. Yeah. yeah but uh i mean i'm still excited for the professional football season because sundays are infinitely better when football is on from the moment that you wake up to the moment that you want to go to bed here's my question to you though when you in- take out if you include fantasy football into what gets you excited about football is it college or nfl it's 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 pretty close. It's probably NFL at that point because, I mean, the one thing that I've always loved about fantasy football is that it actually does a fantastic job of keeping me extremely engaged in the season. That's uh, yeah, that's how I feel about fantasy baseball. Yeah. It keeps you just yeah, instead of focused on one team, all of them. Yeah, you're you're literally spread across the board. You're looking at you know, stats from here. I mean, just you'll know the stats from a wide receiver, meaning you know how well a quarterback is doing when you've never even had, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it definitely ex- expands your knowledge base when you're doing fantasy during the season. And I think it, uh, I think it really does, you know, keep you engaged and formed. And I do love it. Yep. But before we get too far down the rabbit hole, we do have, uh, like I said, a couple of shows for you guys coming up. Uh, we're going to dive into the AFC here first. Uh, I guess we can get started off. We we usually work our way from east to west, like we're like the sun or something, uh, letting <laughs> the sun set on the on the country. But we'll start off with the AFC East as usual. Uh, Sean, I'll toss it to you, and we can kind of go back and forth on uh, what teams we think are going to be at the top. But uh, you know, Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, New York Jets. I'm pretty sure this division has been decided for the last 20 years. But what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with New England on top. I think that. 
Brady with Nikhil Harry. He's got a new target. He's going to make better use of it. And the Patriots had a great draft. Um, I liked a lot of their late round picks and they spent their money like they normally do as New England wisely. And they didn't go crazy with anything. After the Patriots, I'm going to go Jets at number two with how much money they spent this offseason. $216 million worth of total contracts with Bell, Mosley, and Crowder. They should finish second, if not pushing New England near the late end of the season. I think Sam Darnold will be better, but I think he's still two years away from being great. Next is the Bills. Hold on, like hold on, to- hold on. I, I want to stop you there for a second because I All want right. to talk about this. Um, I, I, you just mentioned that you, you think they might be able to push the Patriots. Record-wise, not head-to-head, record-wise. Okay, I mean, that still that still does a lot. I mean, if the Patriots lose one of these other games in the division, uh, you know, all they have to do is beat them once, and there's a chance that they could win. I mean, I don't, I don't see the Jets being on that level. That's where I wanted to, I wanted to kind of interject here. I don't think Sam Darnold's anywhere. Addition of Le'Veon obviously does a lot for you, but I don't think, I don't think it is a division changer. <laughs> no, I don't think it is either. But I think the Jets are, with how much money, like I said, how much money they spent, they should at least finish above five hundred. Seven second in the division. Well, they better, at, yeah, I mean, they better finish above 500. I'm pretty sure their expectations are more than just finishing above 500. I know, but when you look at the Bills and the Dolphins, I think the Jets are better than those two teams. So I'm counting that as four wins right there in the division. I guess that makes sense. Um, but yeah, just the Bills, I mean, you look at what they did outside of their top two draft picks – Ed Oliver and Cody Ford, who Cody Ford looked amazing against the Lions in a preseason game. But the biggest offseason moves they made were Mitch Morris, a center who's already hurt again, and Cole Beasley. And the Dolphins are starting over with Rosen. So I think the Jets, it should be four wins for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Anyway, so you have Buffalo sitting at three and then Miami down at four? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, th- th- you do make an interesting point. Uh but, yeah, with Josh Rosen going into Miami, it's literally like a bunch of second-year guys going against the 22nd-year guy. Yeah, and uh, I think – It's yeah. it just – yeah, no, it, that's that's tough. I mean, we know how good the Patriots are. We know that they're not going to just lose games to these teams, regardless of what happens. Even if they have a backup quarterback or something happened to Tom Brady, the Patriots still probably aren't going to lose a lot of these games. We do know what the game the Patriots are going to lose, though. Which would be at Miami. They lose it every year. Yeah, we'll see. I don't. I don't really like Josh Rosen very much. Well, let's see. The Dolphins have a year to figure out what they have with Rosen. If they're bad enough, they'll be in the mix for Herbert from Tua or, or Jacob Eason. So they right. can make a decision at the end of the season. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I, I do kind of. I do agree with you with your order there. Uh, I mean, the Bills and Bills and the Dolphins are obviously going to be bottom feeding. I mean, the Bills tried to upgrade, but it seems like every time they upgrade, they actually lose a piece that's better than the upgrade that they just got. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, it's it's like a perpetual wheel of just something falling off. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, sh- we'll put this one on. We'll fix it. Oh, no, it doesn't work. Or, hey, they're good for six games, and then, uh-oh. <laughs> but, nope. I mean, let me, let me ask you this question on the AFC East. Since we are talking about second-year quarterbacks right now, of mm-hmm. Darnold, of Josh Allen, of Josh Rosen, uh, who has the best season? Sam Darnold. I think it's just most of the talent that's around him. I think Jamison Crowder is a really underrated signing when you look at adding him to that wide receiver core. And Le'Veon Bell has been a 
will be a safety valve kind of option in the passing game that he can just dump the ball off to and see what happens. And also, you look at Josh Allen, his running back situation, McCoy, Gore, and Devin Singletary. Singletary looks to have the most upside, and you look at the weapons Rosen has in Miami, it's not there. So I think Sam Darnold's the answer by default. All right. Now, let's move into the AFC North, Sean. Uh, we got Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Baltimore. How, how do you think this one's running down? Or who's going to take right. the division, I guess? I'll put it like there. We will go from there. All right. I'm going to start my list. I'm just going to go through my teams, and then we'll talk about order, and then we'll talk about the teams. I'm going to go Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincinnati. All right. So, uh, starting off at the top with Pittsburgh. Uh, you think that no Le'Veon. I mean, obviously they're without him last year, but no Le'Veon, no Antonio Brown, yep. even losing a couple guys on the defense. Yep. Uh, you think that James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, Ben Roethlisberger, do you think that's just going to turn into a new tandem? I think it already has when you look yeah. at last season. I know they missed the playoffs last year, Pittsburgh did, but you look at the seasons that Juju had, he was basically wide receiver one, even with Antonio Brown on the field for more than half the season. And James, yeah. Con- James Conner filled in for Le'Veon Bell pretty Admirably, good for his, yeah. for his first season of starting. Ben is Ben. I don't think that's going to change. I think the defense is going to be better this season. I think you add him, even though we don't like to talk about his name, he's, yeah, he's, a good, he's a good linebacker that they added in the first round of the draft. And adding Justin Lane on the outside, he's a developmental piece. I think Pittsburgh's defense will be a lot better than it was last season. Yeah, and I mean – they bring back a big old line. I, I mean, they've Ben's kept with this, with those guys for quite a while now. I mean, twilight of his career. So, um, I mean, just like all these other quarterbacks, we, we feel like they might be over with, but who knows? Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady. I mean, all these guys are just starting to climb up there in age, but they're still performing like gods. Yeah. Um, and the one, one last note on Pittsburgh is – Ben needs to be better on the road. If you look at his home road splits over the past three or four years, he cannot win outside of Pittsburgh. And he's going to need to start doing that if he wants to make another run. Oh, of course. Now, uh, Cleveland is who we have sitting in that number two spot. I'll start off here with saying, I think, I mean, it's crazy to say this, but it also makes me realize how, how a team can turn things around and why the Lions are so terrible. I don't know if there's any team that I'm more excited to see play this year than the Cleveland Browns. And I can't uh, believe I, I can't believe that sentence just came out of my mouth. And you know what? It's even crazier that I agree with you. I yeah. think they're going to be the epicenter of fun for the NFL this season. I mean, they got a lot of young guys, obviously Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, who's actually looking to start to come into his own. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what makes them that exciting, other than that they're a bunch of young playmakers, and I can't imagine, uh, you know, them going up against some of the, honest to God, like more aged defenses. Uh, I, I literally feel like it could be one of those backyard games that they're going to try and bring out, where they're like, "We are literally just going to beat you with our skill and our speed." You know, we may not be able to overpower you or whatever, but like, we're going to make this happen. I'm really excited to watch Cleveland play football this year. I mean, they, they – what, what did they finish, 9-7 and seven last year? I believe that's what they finished. Yeah. I'll double check. Uh, yeah. Double check for me real quick while I keep going on this rant. But um, I'm pretty sure they finished 9-7 and seven last year. Baker Mayfield's rookie season. He obviously 
I mean, he he was looking at look, rookie records, and he broke a couple for, uh, you know, a couple game records for rookies, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I literally only think that Cleveland actually can get better. I agree with you that Cleveland could only get better. But I have another – my other feeling on Cleveland is this is going to go one of two ways. Last year they finished 7-8-1. and one. I think they'll be better than 7-8-1. and one. But at the same time, I think this is going to either blow up in two years or they're going to be a perennial Super Bowl contender. This is going to go one of two ways. Well, I don't know about a perennial Super Bowl contender just yet. When you look at the when you look at yeah, when you look at their talent. roster, the yeah, the possibility for them to actually be there is very real. But it takes a lot more than just having the talent to be able to do that. Yeah, I think that they will make the playoffs this year though. I think they'll get the wild card spot. Okay. Okay. There's a little there's a there's a good take for you. All right, third, Baltimore. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm close enough to saying that, you know, if, if, one, if one or two weeks for Cleveland goes bad, I think Baltimore might be able to top them out uh, this season. I mean, ball, I, I mean, there's a possibility. I mean, I like, I like Baltimore's offense now with uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, they get Earl Thomas on defense, which, once again, he's older, but you can only just think about I, I literally can just now I just I just wish Earl Thomas and Ed Reed played together. Oh my god, that would be amazing. That would have just been ugh, nastiness. Um but no, I mean what what do you think? I mean Baltimore Baltimore obviously has some young playmakers as well. They've picked up some new receivers. You know, they got Zach Collins in the backfield, they got a couple people, um, you know what I'm saying, who they think can make plays, but they haven't really been able to do much. Joe Flacco's finally gone. Um, I mean, what, what do you think that does for the Ravens? I think it's going to depend a lot on the new offense that they're saying they're going to run. They're saying it's going to look more like Oklahoma from college, which you think would be um, – it's a good – it would be a good fit for Lamar Jackson. But I don't know how long that lasts in the NFL. And if you look at what the Chargers were able to do to that rush-dependent, rush-heavy offense in the playoffs last year, where the Baltimore just fell on their face and was not good. I think that there are going to be a lot of questions on the defensive front. You know, T. Sizzle is gone now to um, <laughs> T. Sizzle. Terrell Suggs. I can't even believe that he left the Ravens. I can't believe he's still playing, but he's gone now. Um, Mark Ingram should be an upgrade at running back. They, yeah. He should be the starter at running back and take a lot of the carries at, off Lamar Jackson's plate. But I still think Lamar Jackson's going to run it like he did in college, which we're going to see if he can hold that up over a whole NFL season. I'm not bought in with Baltimore. I don't think they're going to be near a wild card spot. I just don't see it. Yeah. If he, hey, if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, we kind of talked about this on our fantasy show. If Lamar Jackson stay healthy, he could be a threat. He could be. I don't know if he, I don't know if he stays healthy, though. All right. Fall, falling out of the bottom is obviously Cincinnati. I mean, you go for it. They had a bad draft, and like by bad draft, I mean bad, bad draft. You look at the guys that they took. Outside of the first round, they didn't take anybody who could have been an immediate starter. And now that first-round guy, Jonah Williams, is out for the season. They didn't add anybody in free agency. So they're coming into the season with what they had last year and a new coach. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in football. Well, I mean, they finally got rid of Marvin Lewis. But yeah, finally. But I mean, Joe Mixon. A lot of people will argue that he is actually a top, top eight back in the NFL. 
That's what I was about to say. Is it's sad because they have a group of field position players with Mixon, Green, and Boyd who are actually pretty good. Yeah, it's but, just the offensive line can't help them, and their quarterback situation just has been stagnant six, I, seven years now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like no one's ever talked about Andy Dalton getting a, getting an axe, and I'm not saying that he should, but Andy Dalton definitely isn't what he was when he first came out and started throwing to AJ Green. No, it's not the same. All right, let's move down to the AFC South. Your now hometown conference uh, with Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Houston. What's uh, like this year? Uh, tell me if you agree with me. Indianapolis, Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee. See, I feel like this is one of the hardest divisions to actually – It took me a long time to think about. Yeah, yeah. this divisions to kind of – rank in this order because in reality I do believe that any one of these teams could win the division. Yeah. Uh I mean Tennessee being probably the one with the least likely chance. Uh Mariota just he he's he's a serviceable good quarterback. He just hasn't been able to lead them lead them to the promised land too many turnovers, you know, just not making smart enough plays. Um but we got Andy Luck, Deshaun Watson, Nick Foles. I mean, three guys who you know are going to be able to put up, you know, numbers, who are going to be able to lead a team. Uh, I mean, it's tough for me. Yeah. I don't know that I I leave Indy at the top with Andrew Luck still dealing with injuries every single week. I did this assuming that Andrew Luck was going to play. I will make that disclaimer. Well, I mean – as of right now, he's still going to play for the regular season. But exactly. we, we have just we have seen over and over again that his body is not durable enough to last an entire season if he's getting hit. If Andrew Luck does not play, I will tell you that it, the order would go Houston, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Tennessee. Okay, yeah. So that's more or less what I was kind of looking at. I think Houston's probably on top of this. Um, with DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, they, they got – Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. I mean, they just added more people, more wide receivers. They got Will Fuller. Uh, they just Duke added, Johnson. like I said, Duke Johnson Jr., another running back. Um, I mean, they're trying to get rid of Davion Clowney, if I'm not mistaken. Which uh, will bring back a good a good prize. And, yeah. And they do have enough depth on that front seven to where Clowney's a great player. They can't replace him automatically. But they have some guys that could fill in in that spot. Yeah. But I could definitely see Houston taking this division. And then, like you said, having to go Jacksonville with that defense, which is still good. It's and, still, I think it's underrated, actually, yeah, this year. Yeah. And, People not about it. Yeah. And Nick Foles, um, very, very, very underestimated quarterback. I mean, I think – I think if Nick Foles was on that team in whatever twenty seventeen when they went to the yeah. AFC Championship game, twenty seventeen they would have they would have beat, beat the Patriots. Yeah, won the Super Bowl probably to me. Yeah, exactly my point. So I, I, I think Nick Foles is going to do good things for Jacksonville, and like I said about Tennessee, I just don't think that they, uh, they've ever been able to put it together. Derrick Henry, you know, hasn't hasn't had a full season. Marcus Mariota hasn't had a full season. Um, you know. I won't- Delaney Walker hasn't had a full season in a few years. Uh, you know, both of their wide receivers. I mean, uh, Richard Matthews is gone. Yeah, he's retired now. Uh, he retired I mean, out of the blue. Going for him pretty what's, well. What's that? 
AJ Brown should fill into that role pretty yeah, well. Yeah, but but still, I just don't think that they have what it takes to win a division. It, and I will say that I had them last, and it's not because I think Tennessee is a bad football team. Like I think Cincinnati is a bad football team. It's because I have Tennessee last because look that's at the probably three teams. The, yeah, that's probably the best division in the AFC. Look at the teams that they're playing: Jacksonville, Houston, Indianapolis. They're all really good football teams. Yeah, that that's that this year. I think that's the best division in the AFC. And I guess just round out the division, we'll talk about the Colts for a second. I think Chris Ballard should be the highest paid GM in football with the drafts that he's been able to pull off, the free agent moves that he hasn't – he's had the most money in free agency the last two off seasons, and hasn't spent it and made it to the second round of the playoffs last year just developing guys that they've drafted. I think that's going to be amazing things coming up for the Colts. But like we said, a lot of it hinges on Andrew Luck's health. All of it actually hinges on that. All right. Now off to the AFC West to finish off the AFC. We have Kansas City. Oakland, Denver, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, do you think that Kansas City, Kansas City repeats as division champs? Yes, I do. I think the order is probably going to be similar to last season. You know, Kansas City, the Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. That's the order I got. Do you have any qualms with that? No, I think that's about right. Uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes returned to the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill avoided the suspension. We're not going to talk about it, but he somehow avoided the suspension. Um, they spent money in free agency to help that defense. They got Tyron Matthew. They got um, Okafor from New Orleans to fill on the defensive line. They drafted Juan Thornhill, who I think was a good uh, safety from Virginia. They traded D Ford, but brought in Frank Clark. They made a lot of upgrades to that defense. The offense pretty much stays the same, but that offense was historically amazing last season. I mean, yeah, Pat, Pat, Pat Mahomes threw for 50 touchdowns last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, now, obviously, I, I mean, I, we, we've already talked about this, but let's go uh, just a quick game of over-under for Pat Mahomes. 35 touchdowns this year. Um, Over. Over. Okay, now 45 touchdowns this year. Uh, push. You think he's going to hit 45? I think I'll hit 45. All right. Let's move on to number two. The L.A. Chargers, uh, I mean, Phillip Rivers' window's closing. Melvin Gordon doesn't want to play unless he gets paid. Yep. Keenan Allen's actually about to run out of his contract here soon. Uh, do you think that this is one of the last chances for the Chargers to actually do something? Yes, and it's for the reason that of what their running back depth looks like right now. If you look, go back and watch the Pittsburgh game from last season, Justin Jackson played amazing in that game against a – Pretty good run defense in Pittsburgh. Austin Eckler, I mean, you've seen it with fantasy numbers for him. He just he does good things when he has the ball. He's very efficient. And they also made some additions to that defense. And the Jerry Tillery and Adder, uh, Nasir Adderley at safety, bringing in a veteran and Thomas Davis from Carolina. I think the defense should be fine. The offense, Melvin Gordon would be great, but they do have suitable backups, as I just mentioned. I think Keenan Allen is going to play out the rest of his contract. And I hope that he stays because he's a great wide receiver and he helps fill up Rivers. I think if there's going to be any team that pushes the Chiefs in this division, it'll be the Chargers. Yeah, I don't see the Raiders doing it. I mean, we've talked about this a couple times after talking about being scared with Antonio Brown. And this is the other thing. I mean, I just don't see Derek Carr as the quarterback who's going to you know, lead a division-winning team into the playoffs. No. I mean, 
What do you think about the Raiders? I think that they did so much in the offs last season to set up this season that I don't know how I don't know what's going to happen with the Raiders. They finished four and twelve. They traded Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, and they ended up with four draft picks in the top forty. You know, they turned into Cleveland Farrell, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram, Abram, and one other guy, I forgot his name right now. It's, but those were the big three guys that they got. They spent $175 million in free agency. Trent Brown, Tyrell Williams, and LaMarcus Joyner. On paper, they should be a lot better looking at what they drafted, what they brought in. I don't know if Gruden's the coach for the Raiders anymore. He might have been 20 years ago, but I don't know if he is now. Yeah, they're still experimenting with that. And then, obviously, we have Denver falling to the wayside. They're going to have Joe Flacco and Case Keenum still battling for quarterback. Is Case Keenum still even battling, or is it just going to be Joe Flacco's team? Uh, Case Keenum right now is on path to start for the Washington Redskins. Oh, that, that I'm out of touch. Oh, I, no, I didn't know it either until preseason started. I thought Keenum was still in Denver, too. Yeah, I thought they brought Joe Flacco in just to kind of, like, help him out a little bit. But, anyways, yeah. Joe Flacco's the guy in Denver. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> So that's going to be a fun experiment, huh? I mean, imagine this. Denver thinks that they can do what they did with Peyton Manning with Joe Flacco, take a Super Bowl winning quarterback and MVP. Two years past his prime and turn him back into a superstar. Yeah, nope, not buying it. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) What makes me feel a lot less high on Denver is that their GM and head coach have talked about how bad Drew Locke, their quarterback they drafted, has looked in preseason. It's not it's not a good situation for Denver. John Elway still can't find a quarterback. And you look at what they gave did in the offseason. They, they spent a lot of money for a team that's projected to finish last. Gave $51 million to a right tackle, uh, $33 million to a 31-year-old quarterback. Eesh. I like the draft picks that they had of getting Noah Fant and Dalton Reisner and Draymond Jones. Locks looking like a little bit of a question mark right now, but I don't know if it was enough for them to even contend in this division. At least for a couple of years. At least for a couple of years, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else about the AFC that we should be uh, chatting about here, Sean? Who do you think is going to win the AFC and go, uh, go to the Super Bowl? Mm. Kansas City. If I had to put money on it, I would pick Kansas City. All right. I mean, shit, if I was a betting man, I'd probably pick New England. I know. <laughs> I just, it's got to it's end at some point. They ha- they can't do it every season, is my reasoning. I hope, but we I'm will see. We I'm will see. Be wrong. We will see. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our AFC preview show. Uh, appreciate you listening. As always, uh, I have been your host today. My name is Jay Catnip. I'm Sean DeWire. Make sure you keep a lookout for our NFC preview show and everything else throughout the season. But until then, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Hello, and thank you for listening all the way through the episode. We do have a little addendum to add on to the end of this one. Before this was released and after it was recorded, Andrew Luck did retire from the Colts. Lamar Miller was injured with the ACL injury. And the Texans have traded to JV and Clowney, so we thought I'd hop on here for a second and give a little addendum to that division. The new ranking that I have in that division will be Houston, Jacksonville, 
Indianapolis and Tennessee. I think Andrew Luck being gone hurts the Colts. Jacoby Brissett has been good for them in the past, but I don't think he's Andrew Luck. Good. Houston, you know, they trade Jadavian Clowney. They lose Lamar Miller, but they make some trades. Uh, they give up a lot of draft capitals, bring in Laramie Tunsil, Kenny Stills. They got uh, Carlos Hyde from the Chiefs. They did what they needed to do to reload that roster, given the injury to Lamar Miller at running back, and Duke Johnson's never been a true one. Uh, Jacksonville, I think, still sits in that middle of the division area, and Tennessee still comes up the rear. So that was my quick one-minute update on that division. Thank you for listening. Uh, please remember everything that Jake you just heard from Jake about following, subscribing, and enjoying the podcast. Interact with us. Let us know what you'd like to hear. Thank you.